Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the DC Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. It's Moshe. And Natasha. Uh, The inevitable day has come. The exciting time that everybody's been looking forward to on the podcast is about to begin Starting tomorrow. It's Camping Eve. I am taking Natasha on another whirlwind RV off-grid camping trip with our daughter. And she could not be... Natasha, I'm saying, could not be more excited. Right, Tosh? I was. I thought you were going to say our kid could not be more excited. She's pretty excited. But, uh, honey, I've got a surprise for you on this trip. What? Do the letters BLM mean anything to you? Bureau of Land Management. Yes, and Black Lives Matter. We never want to forget that. But Bureau of Land Management, dispersed camping, that's what we're doing the entire time. It's going to be nothing but outlaws, methamphetamine. It's going to be real fun. And I brought some bear spray. I went to REI today, and I brought bear spray to ward off any bears. So you got nothing to worry about, honey. And I'm bringing a machete. No, don't bring a machete, I'm bringing a machete. Of course. What what good is having a machete if you don't bring it on your unbelievably dangerous camping tour? Oh, my God. Listen, nothing death-defying is going to happen, but I can almost guarantee Natasha will request a hotel at some point on this two-week trip. Yeah, that's kind of a long time, Moshe. We're going to Mount Lassen. We're going to Ashland. We're going to Bend. We're going to Umpqua. We're going to Crater Lake. We're going to Brighton Bush Hot Springs. And then finally, you'll see us in Portland at our sold out show. It's going to be great, Tosh. I'm excited. I'm. Are you really? 
Yeah, kind you, of. You know what I'm excited about? What's that now? Boning in the van. That is probably not going to happen. Just bone me once. Just bone me once. Listen, we'll figure it out. Bone me in the van like like Dr. Bronner's. Like that surf surf van guy, you know? Where the, or like an Eskimo, you know? Where the, the kids would be asleep in the seal fur. They wouldn't even notice what mom and dad are doing late at night in the igloo. Right. That must have been what had to... Right. People slept in tents. That's right. We're headed to the Pacific Northwest. Not as far as the Eskimos and the Inuit, but I think in honor of those people, we should do a, a land recognition and bone in the van. All right, honey. Well, listen. Will you give me an HJ in the V? <laughs> Please, <laughs> Natasha. I'm so horny. Listen. Please. I'm I really feel put on the spot right now. Okay. Will you fine. Will you give me a slight French in the green room of our sold out show starring Nick Thune? Yes. In Portland. Just a for slight sure. just a peccary Frencher. I could definitely do that for you. You got any other updates, Miss Tosh? Uh no, I, I'd like to get to the calls well, because Sorry, honey. I interrupted you. Go ahead. Well, because I think someone's waiting in the line in the wings on the line yeah can i say i i have an update oh okay um i went to chicago this last weekend and i gotta say i wasn't able to stick around after the shows for uh various reasons but the uh y'all came through it was about as much fun as i've had on a weekend of comedy in quite a long time if you weren't there you funked up and you missed out well listen i'm glad you had such good uh, shows in chicago Yes, not only did we, I have a great show in Chicago, but you had a great movie premiere at Tribeca. That was fun. Yeah. Well, you want to tell them what happened with Bobby? Oh, I thought you were going to say when we saw Sharon Stone in the lobby. Oh, we should tell them what happened with Sharon Stone in the lobby. I was going to make a joke that you fucked Robert De Niro at the Tribeca <laughs> Film Festival. And I completely forgot about the fact that, yes, we did bump into Sharon Stone in the elevator. And she was definitely on speakerphone talking about narcotic pills. <laughs> and it was. And then we were in the elevator with her, and then she like looked over and she's like, "Oh, um, no, uh, um, uh," and she like put it off speakerphone, and then kept going like, "I, uh." No, she was losing service in the elevator. No, she was not trying to conduct her drug deal while two people that she had on speakerphone for some reason. <laughs> Imagine being that famous. Imagine being so famous. You're like, can I get some coke? Yeah. Oh, oh, hold on. Some people stepped into the elevator. Let me take this off speaker real quick. I didn't know who she was. And then Natasha, did you? When you complimented her jacket, did you know who she was? I mean, I just the jacket is what first caught me, and it was just so beautiful that I just followed it into the elevator and well, I was just well, kind of in awe of it. Then I looked up at her face and I was like, oh, it's Sharon Stone. That's making it sound like we were stalking her. We were going to our hotel room. No, I know, but I'm just saying. And I don't want I to, liked the jacket. I don't want to point out our privilege here on the podcast. I don't want to alienate people. But yeah, it is true that the hosts of the Endless Honeymoon podcast do stay in the same hotel as Sharon fucking Stone. Yeah, yeah, we do. Or we did that night. Anyway, then Natasha said, I love your jacket. And she said, thanks, and walked directly into her, cutting her off to get out of the elevator. <laughs> but it was our floor. Yeah, it was our floor. And then she kept looking at us, thinking that we were following her like we were the paps. But you know what? We're not paps. 
were celebs. Well, listen, Moshe. A lot of sightings in New York. A lot of Endless Honeymoon podcast fans giving us shouts out in the streets. Oh, yeah. My daughter said to me, we were going in the subway. She goes, Mom, all your you have all these friends here you didn't even know you were going to see. That's right. Because people will be like, Natasha. You hey, know, Natasha. You know who those friends are? Endless Honeymoon uh, Honeymooners. They're you. Endless Honeymooners. Yeah. Do we, we should call them Honeymooners. I think we do. Oh, okay. <laughs> but they're you listening right now. They're you. You came through to Chicago. You stopped us in the streets of New York. You helped Sharon Stone get Perkadan. <laughs> Life is good. Okay, now can we take our freaking call? Yeah, honey. Let's okay, do it. Okay, thanks. We're going to speak with Alexandria in New York, the home of all of our fans and Sharon Stone. <laughs> yo, yo, what's yo. Good? Oh, wow. You really are from New York. Uh, no, I'm not from here. I live here. It's I know. Just it's talking about talking about new yo. I'm like, huh, wow. I didn't know we had a we had a real native over here. So yo, middle to you too. school it was crazy. <laughs> middle school. That's what that's what did it to me. Alexandra, we just were in New York, and we we must have missed you. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. Should have swung by. You saw that show. How was the show? Uh, which show, Sweeney Todd? Yeah, that one. It was Natasha. You want to take this one? It was great. I loved the, uh, I I loved the choreography. I loved that girl. I love the play. I've seen it a bunch. I thought she's she straight was... out of U Miami. She's straight out of college. They just plucked her. Well, she was honestly maybe better than Angela Lansbury and Patty Labonte, <laughs> I mean, which was, is kind of crazy. She was pretty great. I just will say to the listeners out there, if you haven't... Okay, you ready for me to oh, say... Oh, Annalie Ashford, that's her name. You want me to, you ready for the most snob snobbery I have ever displayed on this podcast? Sure, honey. If you haven't gone to a Sondheim show in person, you're doing yourself a disservice. Even if you're not into musical theater, it's like Sondheim is like Mozart or Bob Marley, or uh, Coltrane. It's like there's a master, and then there's everybody else. And he's the master of musical theater. There's nobody even close. What, what and, do you and think? And the lyrics are so beautiful and powerful. And, you know, I, I just think that... And, 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 you ha- and, like, Josh Groban could, like, really sing, sing the, the score. So I, I, it was just really beautiful to see it. What do you think of Sondheim, lady? Sondheim fucking slaps. He's, he slaps he's hard. Great. He slaps mm-hmm. so hard. Mm-hmm. He, he tugs at the heartstrings, you know, <laughs> but he, he's got that dose of reality too. Yeah, he's got it all. Sondheim. You're Sondheim. talking to a, a theater kid actor. So well, we knew I'm that good. we knew that when you were like straight out of U of Miami. We didn't know we were doing deep <laughs> trivia on Andrew oh, Ashford. No, Sondheim <laughs> slaps for sure. Sondheim slaps. I think you just named our episode. I'm not even supposed to say that on the podcast, but I do believe I can't I can't imagine we'll beat that. Uh wait, so tell us what your problem is. Uh, yeah, because you know what else slaps? Our advice. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Okay. You know, I, I be, okay. You want to? Can I read my question verbatim? Yeah, do Is it. Is that all right? Because there's do a lot it. that goes into it. Do it in iambic yeah. pentameter, nerd. <laughs> blah 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 blah. <laughs> all right. I can't believe they didn't. I can't believe your producer didn't just hand this to you because I wrote this well. I want. It was meant to be read. I got to be honest with you, Alexander. Our producer is 
currently on drugs with Sharon Stone. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. She Damn. is the, she is the least professional person I have ever interacted with in my life. So I'm not surprised. Wow. We haven't heard from her in months. Wow. I, I didn't mean to throw her under the bus like that. Sorry. No. Mm-hmm. Forget she it. might literally be under a bus. Okay, word. Word. All right. Well, let's hear it. Let's hear this work this staggering work of heartbreaking genius. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do I finagle a fingy in the butthole? My BF doesn't think it would feel good. Parentheses. My finger, his butthole, and vice versa. I don't want to push anyone. But how can I open this conversation without him joking about farts? Mm, this is great. Love it. Love the question. Love the spirit of it. Love where you're coming from. Um, uh, so ha- has he joked about farts before? Like, How do you know that's where he's going to go and that he's not open? to it um we've been dating a long time we've been dating four years um so i know that he loves farts and would associate his butthole with with mainly farts as opposed to sex uh, l- let me ask you yeah i, I got some questions have yeah, you sure, ever sure. how is it when you um I mean, it's cute phrasing, but the problem is in the word finagle. It's like, how are you bringing this up? Like, are you doing it in a joking way? It's something Mm -hmm. you truly desire, but you're you're you feel uncomfortable making a sincere request. So you're like making it funny, which gives him an off ramp Mm -hmm. to never take it seriously. You know what I'm saying? How are you Mm -hmm. pretend it's me? (laughs) And how are you bringing it up? I, well, first of all, let me say that that my 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 question that I just read that was more of like my Ask Amy title mm-hmm. that I expected mm-hmm. to be okay. published okay. in the column. But, um, you know, but everything is uh, information, right? Like it, yeah. the the, the I, I'm say my my sincere question is how are you bringing this up? Because I have a feeling you seem like a really funny person, uh, and and I have a feeling that. It, we all feel awkward and uncomfortable asking for what we want in sex. So I have a feeling mm-hmm. you probably bring it up in kind of a, a funny way. Am I right? Um, sometimes yes and sometimes no. Fingy in the what was she saying? Fingy in the <laughs> bum. Fingy in the bum bum. I think we, I think you beat your title. <laughs> Sondheim slaps in the bum in the bum bum. Listen, that could I be think a combo. <laughs> I think that um, are you so? Have you brought it up in a sensual way? Um, I would say I would say no. I would say no. Not not as of late. Um, because Ever? yes, yes, yes. And what's and he um, just says I'm uncomfortable with that. Um, like for for me, for me, like no, but for me to upon him, his person, yes. And have you ever like uh done have you ever touched it without putting your finger into it yeah yeah is he into that i i would say un- unclear i would say unclear lack, is, lack is of he, information how does he can if you press more does he does he come physically? hard no yeah if you physically press more <laughs> does he immediately uh, just ejaculate or no like, if, if you try to put it in a little further does he say stop does he stop if i try pushing a little further well, don't put your finger in your mouth as you're thinking of this. <laughs> well, I'm just hmm, saying hmm. you could try yeah. to to go further and see. You're if suggesting he... don't talk about it, but just slip it in. I, you know, that's... here's the thing. I would I would say that um, it's worth. I think it's worth a shot. I think it's worth a shot because he's very firm with his boundaries. Um, 
Then you but can at least get a gauge if he's if, like, because I, I remember I had a boyfriend once who like, I just like accidentally touched it, touched it. And he was like, just so you know, I'm very uncomfortable yeah. with, with anything like that. You know? So I think that. I wouldn't call it, my, me your boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's no, the opposite of it, truth. It I, wasn't I, Moshe, but I'm just saying like, it's some people have like some strong, it'd be nice to find out where he, because also if you're really into that and he's like, oh, I really sure, prefer to not sure. be touched there. It's kind of good to know that. I think. Yeah, I think I, I, I've, I enjoy a finagle once in a while. And, <laughs> you know, like I'll, I, I think if he's expressed to you discomfort with it in the past, mm -hmm. am I right? Yes. Yeah. I don't think you're going to get very much mileage by just jamming it in there and hoping he likes it. I think that's like, he's going to be like, what are you doing? I've told you in the past, I don't like that. But I, I think having like it, it's like a fantasy of yours. Well, don't jam it. You can use like a lube, you know, yeah, maybe that would help. Your suggestion like was coconut to just oil. One day do it. And I feel like if someone's already said I'm not down. Oh, I didn't know he said that. Right? He has? Yeah, yeah. It was more of like a, he's like, I probably wouldn't be into that, which I'm willing to respect. But I must say, before me, he's never had a raspberry or a pistachio. Oh, oh I thought you meant like a raspberry on his tummy, on his little no, tongue, tongue. Yeah, these no, these no. both sound like sex. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, yeah, I thought you put these new moves out here. I thought you ra uh, finagled a raspberry on his tum tum, but <laughs> yeah, or a pistachio. He never ate yeah. a raspberry or a pistachio. Or did you pluck this guy off of a Pennsylvania farm? Yeah. What What is this guy? That's what I'm saying. There's other foods as well, probably. I think it's I think it's mainly culinary. <laughs> so you went raspberry pistachio. I think I'm going to start pegging you. That was your your pipeline. <laughs> It seemed reasonable. This is what I think. I have my advice ready for you. I think I'm ready. You, I think that you should say to him, "Hey, look, I know you might not be into it, but it would really turn me on if we could try doing stuff mutually with each other's bum bums." And mm. like I I think if you because it clearly you're the worldly person in this relationship, that if you mm. say it like that, like it would just really turn me on to be able to do that to you. And if you don't like it, we'll, we can stop and never do it again. Um, mm. But I want you to, I really want to try it. You know, like the, what is Dan Savage has that idea that 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 idea of like being good giving and game. You know, you need him to be game because you want to be giving. For sure. And mm -hmm. the good part is having an open, an actual open conversation about it. But I think it's okay. But just counterpoint, I do think it's kind of awkward to be. It like, is awkward. Oh, I'd like to talk to you about um maybe sticking my finger in your butt. You could like do why can't you just like do it when you're having sex? Oh, okay. And see, <laughs> that's great advice, Natasha. Give it to a man. Yeah, my girlfriend has expressed that she's not really interested in anal. <laughs> well, I don't know. Have you tried just maybe just do it, just do it and see if she likes it. <laughs> <laughs> well i'm just saying just go a little tiny bit further like kind of talk about it is there anything to talking about it when you're more in like a sexual mode that could work then like mm -hmm. you know not just like over coffee you know reason, like you're at, mm -hmm. i don't know the reason i think it's a good idea to say i really want to do it it would really turn me on is because if you do it or, or even if you say, would you, do you want me to, and you're in a sexual situation and you go like, do you want me to, do you want me to do this right now? He's going to be uncomfortable. He's going to be associating it with incredibly traumatic things like berries or nuts. And yeah. so he's going to be like uncomfortable and go he like. He needs to eat a pistachio. He needs to get a pistachio finagled up his bum bum. <laughs> uh, 
maybe multiples. But I think you kind of are like, you, you kind of look down on him a little bit, right? <laughs> I think you're right, Natasha. <laughs> like you kind of think he's beneath you, but he's hot or something. Is that the deal? Uh, I just got to feed him more berries. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but experiment. I really think, I think like if you say like, do I like what Natasha's saying, like, but not during sex, maybe. maybe he does when, sound hot though. Maybe when you're making, <laughs> When you're making out or something, when you're getting there and you just right. go, you know what would really turn me on? I know we've talked about it before, but I really want to, I really want to put a finger in your ass. Yeah, and just make it feel a little more sexy so you yeah. can like uh, uh, contact him like not in his cerebral moments or whatever. I know. And yeah. more like his like body or whatever. Another thing could be really fun is to call him gay if he isn't into <laughs> it. Be like, what are you, gay? You don't you don't like a finger in your yeah. ass? Like, it, that's what the whole thing about butt things freaking men out i would say 99 percent of it is in like homophobia like mm-hmm. it is an erogenous zone it just is especially for a man and so the the, the I, I what is the reason it was like I, they associate it with some kind of like per, perceived homosexuality and of the act never mind that it's a woman on the other end of the of the finger so i think like getting past that you know like he probably doesn't eat pistachios or, or raspberries also because of homophobia. He sounds like a homophobe. I tell him every day that he's yeah. homophobic. <laughs> yeah. And did, you're a Sondheim fan, so you can't stand for that. Did did this help at all? You know, I'll be I'll be I'll be honest. You know, like this being contacted by your producer today, I was like, ah, I have to account for my actions. I have to account for texting this while driving. See that there's a lot of contradictions in my question that I asked y'all. So I've already discussed this. Uh, with Justin last name as well. well Wait, we'll you were gonna lie? You this whole thing was a fucking lie? <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't a lie. But no, I, kinda, I mean, like, solved this shit before we got here, and I didn't oh, want like back out. So it's cool of you to give us content. <laughs> Wait, ho- hold well, on though. What Wait, happened? Yeah, what's the solution? Yeah, what did go down? Oh, it was. It's more of a deeper thing, y'all. It's more. What do you mean? Like, oh, you can't say? <laughs> fuck you! I, I can tell you. I can. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna tell you right now. <laughs> It's a deeper it, thing. I was like, Justin. You mean second like, knuckle or what? how deep do we get? <laughs> wow. Okay. Now that I wouldn't be comfortable with. And that I don't think is homophobia. That's physiology. That's a um, prostate exam. So who was right? Me or Moshe? Oh, yeah. Good question. Nobody. I think or, everyone or was right. I can't pick. Well, what went um, down? Tell it was just like, I was like, hey. I was like, Justin, look, I have to. I'm going to talk on this podcast. He's like, Good, good luck. You're quirky. And I said, thanks. I know. Um, and I was like, I said, but they're probably going to want to discuss this thing that I'm curious about. Um, and he's like, yeah. And he's like, but you know, just do you have fun? I'm like, yeah, but like, I want to probably talk about it. Um, and, and I said, you know, I think it has to do with like, I'm probably fearful that you're not going to want to try other things, not just, but play. But like other things, like trying other berries or nuts or like doing other things in general in our relationship. And he was like, I will do things. And so, um, we discussed further on that. So it was like more of a fundamental cool. issue. So, so you guys so cracked- you spoke to him about it. Oh, yeah, we chatted. And we you chatted. used our podcast as an excuse, as a you're as a gateway. No, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're welcome. You're 100% welcome. <laughs> Because we got sound we, bites, we got sound bites from. Nah, this, without no, no, no. You got lucky because without our podcast, you wouldn't have had the excuse to have this really profound breakthrough conversation, and you, your finger would smell completely clean right now, and it doesn't, and that's the beauty right. part. 
How long have you been doing stand-up? <laughs> Clearly a stand-up, by the way. Um, Alexandra, uh, I have another question for you, sure. which was, did you do it? The act. This was all in one day. So, no. Not yet. Not yet. And no, have you we don't live in the same house. Have you done it before or is it with other partners or would this be new for you too? No, I've done this once before. Once before. You know, as my friend, yeah. uh, my only advice out there as you get into the, an the anal playland, as my friend Pepe once told me, have I said this before? I ho I don't know, Mosh. I'm scared though. <laughs> you should be because it's, it's... Anal a, playland? Is that what you just it's said? A, it's a haunting... It's, it's a haunting... It's a haunting uh, quote that I'll never be able to get out of my out of my mind. But he said, "Maybe don't tell me." You sure? It's really fun. Pepe, he was a gay man, and he told me once. He said, "Hey, if you're fucking up the ass, you're gonna get peanut buttered." <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to Pepe wherever you are, and shout out to you as you go on your peanut butter journey. Yeah, use both. <laughs> All right, you can open up for us someday. Okay, bye, hon. All right, peace out, guys. Have a good night. Goodbye. You're awesome. I got to say, she was funny. She was very funny, and um, I think that maybe we were right. Well, what was cool about it was, even though the whole thing was a bit of a con, it was kind of cool that this podcast ushered her toward the conversation she knew she had to have. Mm -hmm. And without committing to Laura, wherever she may be in the you know Lower East Side with Sharon, um, she probably wouldn't have been able to have the courage to have that conversation. So listen, sometimes it'd be like that. Sometimes mm -hmm. you you know you you set the goal, and then that is what allows you to walk to it. I like this. All right. Well, uh, should we listen to some secrets, Mosh? I think I think that sounds like a great idea. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. You ever heard of shapewear? Yeah. Yeah, it's like I wear it sometimes, like, but I have male one, the male one to make my genitalia look smaller. But Honey Love is your go-to for all things shapewear. You'll immediately feel and see the difference. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners. You can get 20% off your entire order with the code HONEYMOON at honeylove.com. Yeah, it's freaking wedding season, and this is the offer you've been waiting for. Whether you're a bride, a guest, or you're just looking to look a little bit slimmer every day, Honey Love is that go-to. Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the one that they sent me and that I loved. It has targeted compression technology. Now, your mom is the first person who got me into compression technology, Moshe. My mother? She gave me these compression socks, but it's like it's actually this like very kind of cool sensation. Well, my mom and my wife both love Honey Love's Superpower Short. It's helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. And guess what? The piece is also a booty lifter. They got boost bands on the back of the thigh to give your bottom amazing shape. So anyway, treat yourself to the best shapewear on the market. You can save 20% off at honeylove.com with the code HONEYMOON. Use code HONEYMOON at honeylove.com. Hey, Matos. I hear you're asking for <laughs> sexual favors to get out of tickets. Um, I may not have performed anything, but I have gotten out of a ticket before when a cop pulled me over 
on the freeway. So he came over on the right side of my car. And when I opened up my glove box to grab out my title, uh, a pair of like really pink underwear fell out. And immediately he turned bright red and told me to have a good day. I was speeding like 20 miles over the speed limit at the time. It was beautiful. I don't even wear underwear, but I keep a pair in my glove box now. So I don't know. Maybe you all should try it, but yeah. You shouldn't even wear underwear. Lady, it's called Stone Cold Freak over here. I'm not surprised the cop let you go. Um, Natasha, I have a... Uh, I don't want to change the subject from the secret, but it reminded me uh, that I got a DM from a fan recently mm-hmm. about a a, a a secret that someone, I think it was a secret that somebody, if if not a call, I think it was a secret that someone left about their partner, like um, suddenly violently like lashing in bed. Do you remember that? No. She was saying that her partner, she had a good relationship, but all of a sudden her partner started like violently moving in bed while he was oh, sleeping. Yeah. Anyway... Uh, this woman wrote in and she said, Moshe, hi, I'm a therapist and the girl whose partner is violently moving at night needs a beta blocker like propranolol. It helps with nightmares and trauma-related nightmares are often triggered with, triggered with stress or transition. He should see a doctor. Anyway, that you heard it from a real therapist. Get you a beta blocker. And um, let's hear another secret. Hi, you guys. Um, love the podcast. Um... My secret is I got married last year and on my marriage certificate, I had at the time decided to hyphen my last name and use my last name and then my husband's name, but I changed my mind and I don't want to hyphen or change my name at all. Such a hassle and I don't want to do it anymore. Um, So I'm just not going to do it. And I'm sure my husband will find out, but... I don't know if he'll care, but I just don't want to change my last name. And so right now, it's a secret. I'm not going to change my last name. And I'm not going to say anything until it comes up. Okay, bye. I mean, I think you should own who you are and pick whatever name sounds better. I And then just that should be your name. But no, because that doesn't make sense. Because he's a, he's a man. So she should take his last name because of his genitalia. <laughs> I burn with resentment that you didn't take my last name. <laughs> I do. You know who changed her last name? Mm. Fucking comedy legend Roseanne Barr. Knee mm. Arnold or Knee Bar. Knee <laughs> Bar. The MMA move. You know, if she can do it, why couldn't you? Natasha Kasher would have been nice. Sorry, Mosh. I want to own your body. I want to own your life. I want you to be my chattel. Miss Moshe Kasher. Oh, Mrs. Moshe Kasher would be really nice. Ms. Moshe Kasher. No, Mrs. Moshe Kasher. Mrs. Moshe Kasher. Listen, the only weird thing about that secret is that you're not going to tell your husband. I mean, why why would you let this come out in the wash? I don't get it. When you sign a document, it's just like, why not just tell him? Hey, I've changed my mind. It's such a ridiculous idea to change your last name anyway. I agree. Unless unless the other one sounds better. Right. Then if you like, got a funky one. If yours is Hitler. Marry up in if, name. If you're hit, if you're a Hitler, you go ahead and change it to Legero. All right. Uh, should we hear another one? Yeah, let's hear one more. Hey, Natasha and Moshe. I have a secret. Um, 
this secret about uh, me losing my virginity, which always awkward and not special like you hope it would be. Um, but, you know, like most most young teens, kind of like, are we doing this right? I thought, is there something wrong with, with me? Am I just like so tight? Uh, it's like not fitting in whatever, still considered it as, you know, me losing my virginity. Didn't think much of it until, you know, got older, started uh, getting a little more experience, and I realized I lost my virginity to someone with a micro penis. I really, I, I don't go around telling people this. I maybe told one of my girlfriends that I just honestly feel bad for him. And it makes a lot more sense, uh, you know, now that I'm thinking about his personality things like that, um, always very angry. So, yeah, I have slept with someone with a micropenis. Thanks. Bye. How big is micropenis? Like four inches? Uh, <clears throat> a micro is, I guess, I don't know. That's a good question. What is it like a certain height? Or it's just not a big one. I mean, a micro has got to be something where you're like, it takes your breath away. You're like, damn. <laughs> Can you imagine if every time you pulled your pants down, your partner was like, damn, but not in a good way. I reject the premise of this entire call because she's like, yeah, I was a young teen and he has a micro penis. I'm like, are you sure he wasn't just a young teen and his right. penis was still growing. I mean, that's why I wanted to know how, like, how big. Laura, can you um, Google that for us? How big is a, is officially? What what's an official micro penis? Do they have like a championship? In adults, it's a penis that's less than three point six inches. Whoa, that's like a small one. Yeah, that's pretty. Well, it's it's micro. Yeah, one well, might even call it micro. Yeah, <laughs> but that's like a new term. Right. I mean, how, what's the doctor that made this determination? <laughs> Yeah, when I wonder when is this always been a thing? Well, there's always been little dinghies. It's like being <laughs> always. I mean, always. <laughs> Micro God, that would suck, man. That would suck. He, here's a question for you, fellas. Would you rather have a micro penis, a three point five inch, a two point five inch penis, or a twenty inch penis? That like ninety nine percent of the women who looked at it were like, absolutely not. What would be better? What no, you wouldn't be able to wear clothes. Yeah, With you a would. 20-inch penis? Yeah, you just get some big and tall. You got yeah, just get some big swingers. Oh, gross. Some one of those um big daddy, you know the pitbull t-shirts? <laughs> you get those kind of sweatpants. Or like a zoot suit. Yeah, you get a zoot suit. <laughs> and like shove all of like you get have to coil your penis around and get a zoot suit and use your wallet chain to hold it back. I mean, yeah, fellas, answer that. Answer me that. Would you rather have 2.5 inches or 25 inches? Okay, Moshe, well, we have another caller on the All line. All right, let's do another call. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Moshe. Did you know that Hika people started losing hair after that pandemic? Hika people. Really? Yeah. If you're one of those people, you should check out Nutrafol because thinning hair does not need to hold you back. Nutrafol is here to help. Their physician-formulated hair growth supplements and scalp care products create a simple, but effective routine to address thinning at the source. Hair changes can happen due to age, biology, and lifestyle. No matter the root cause of your hair concerns, Nutrafol meets you exactly where you are 
All science-backed formulas tailored to meet your needs. They got a shampoo. They got a scalp mask. And they got this scalp essence. And they're all gentle yet effective. And they work to exfoliate, purify, and balance the scalp for improved hair health. Take the first step towards improved hair and scalp health now. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our U.S. listeners $10 off your first scalp care order when you go to Nutrafol.com slash scalp and enter promo code honeymoon. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash scalp. You enter that promo code HONEYMOON and you get $10 off your first scalp care order. Available only to U.S. customers and for a limited time. That's Nutrafol.com slash scalp promo code HONEYMOON for $10 off your first scalp care order. Yeah, but if you're in Taiwan, you're in Canada, you're in Guam. Actually, Guam's a part of America. But any other country that is in America, you're shit out of luck. You got to pay full price. Okay, we're going to call Haley or Hallie. Haley. Haley, Haley in San Francisco. Haley, Hallie, which Hi, one Haley. is it? Oh, um, Hallie. So. No, she's Damn. Hallie. <laughs> oh God, Hello. so much cooler. I love I know, it. Right? A bait so and switch. Way, way cooler. What's up? How's San Francisco, my old stomping grounds? How's the uh, poo poo on the street situation? <laughs> well, I live in Presidio, so I don't see a lot of that. Mm. Um, more coyote poopy, but yeah, oh. you, it's uh, it's rough yeah well they always say the coldest winter i ever spent in was a human shit on my porch in san francisco <laughs> um how can we help you hallie oh, okay well um i love both of you uh so this Listen, is we awesome love we love you too <laughs> and we loved you so much when we thought you were Haley. And we love you all the more now that we know you're cool. Awesome. Good. It's kind of a two-parter. I'm super torn. I have, okay, I left a job I was very, very unhappy with uh, early May and kind of just blanketed my resume everywhere in the San Francisco area, Bay Area, Uh, ended up looking even in Chicago and New York City. I was kind of like, oh, I wonder. Um, I don't have children. I don't, I'm single. I'm really career focused. And um, so I was given, a jo- so I was given two job opportunities. And one is in Half Moon Bay. One is in New York City. And whew, wow, they couldn't be more opposite of, you know, properties, locations. I'm in the hotel industry. Uh, I'm a director um, for both positions. I accepted both positions, uh, but I don't know which one to go for. And I'm really torn. That's one part of it. Okay. Really quickly, what's your love life like? I mean, very active. (laughs) Like, do you have someone that you love in? No. No. You just want to date. Right. Then you should go to New York. Half Moon yeah. Bay is like, you're not going to meet anybody well, you new there. You could stay in San Francisco if you worked in Half Moon Bay? Yeah. Yeah. It's a 45-minute drive. It's gorgeous. It's just straight down the coast. So it's up to you. Like, do you want to change in your life right now? Or are you kind of loving what's happening? Is it that hotel where they have bagpipes every night? <laughs> no. Oh, because there's, ho- 
There's a hotel in Half Moon Bay where they have bagpipes every night. It's so like a Ritz, Ritz Carlton. Carlton. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> every night there'll be like a, a haunted Scotsman playing the bagpipes. <laughs> New York City or Half Moon Bay? I mean, truly, if you're not okay, I have some advice for you. Yeah. But here's I think there, I, there's also a huge other part of it. We don't want we don't want any more information. So <laughs> hey, just oh yeah, what's the other part? Tell us. I have a 110 pound German Shepherd Rottweiler mix mm. that I am madly in love with oh that's why you're single baby (laughs) probably yeah Yeah. uh i don't know if it's smart to bring that size dog to a city and i'm really only looking in manhattan i make decent um and i don't want to sacrifice lifestyle for the dog but i love the dog How, how much specifically do you make i'm joking i uh, my first bit of advice is don't say fur baby anymore. But my second <laughs> bit of advice is, well, you guys have said. I mean, if you were going to move to Half Moon Bay, if you were going to move to Half Moon Bay, and like no. you and you were thinking, I want you seem like a like a kind of a nightlife. I want a party gal. If I mean, you were, no, I don't mean that negatively. I mean, I yeah, think you, I mean you, relatively. You, yeah, you like to be out out and about in the scene doing the thing. And it's like, if you were going to move to Half Moon Bay because you were like, I want to change in my life. I want to start surfing and chilling out a little bit. I would say, that sounds awesome. You should straight up move to Half Moon Bay. But this idea that you're going to like stay in your life, but add a 45-minute commute to a beautiful place and then back. It's just like, what's the what's the adventure there? There isn't an adventure there. It's just more of the same, but now you have a 45-minute commute. Mm-hmm. So. Because you seem like an adventurous gal, and because I don't think this big dog is a barrier in New York. Plenty of I've, really, I, plenty of people have big dogs in New York. I, I guess as long as it's behaved, and you'd have to just like if you know, you'd have to get an apartment that allows dogs, and then you'd also have to like have like walking it all the time, and maybe a, live by a park. Yeah, get get an apartment by uh, by Central Park. Central Park. That's I what mean, I was thinking. Yeah. Just but, go have an adventure. Yeah, just go live in the most expensive city in well, the she world makes good on money. the park. She flexed immediately. I know. I, I, I make I make good money, uh, um, but I make average money for New York now. You know. But are you going to have time to be able to walk your dog? You know. How, I mean, how probably not. It's New York. I'm assuming everyone works like crazy. I'm probably going to be at the hotel for like 10, 12 hours a day. So I'm going to have to hire a dog walker, which is fine. But then I was on Reddit, which was probably a mistake. And everyone's just like, stay in San Francisco. Don't effing come to New York. (laughs) Why did they say that? Because they don't like Californians, I guess, which I shouldn't have said that. that that, That's not information. That's bigotry. Hold on. I have a question. What's your five-year goal? What do you want in five years? Um, To keep working. I don't know. That's a great question. What do what crying? I do, but be happy. <laughs> I don't know if I see myself in New York, though. Mm. So, I mean, do you want to meet a partner and have a family? Not a family, but I would definitely like to fall in love. Yeah. Hmm. Well, she already I has can't... a child. Natasha. Yeah. Oh, oh I didn't a, realize that. It's Rocco. I have the name I cannot say. Rocco, the fur baby. Oh. Um, <laughs> listen, wait, you won't say the name of your well, you dog? you said not to say fur baby. <laughs> no, his name's Gimli. He's the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I don't think that that uh, this is a is a barrier. Do you do you desire to experience living in New York? Uh, it would be a smart career move. Am I Listen, in love with I, the I idea? Think, Not really. 
you're like listening to people online. You're listening to, you know, you're like listening to all these external things and hearing about like what people are saying. And like, I think you need to just like check in with yourself a little bit and see what you feel like doing and where you feel like, you know, do you, are you sick of driving? Do you, do you, is there something you like about San Francisco? Do you, are you sick of all the people you're dating there? And maybe you want to like jump into like the unknown and I don't know, you just have to like ask yourself what you're in the mood for right now. I just don't know enough about New York to really do a deep dive. I can tell you. I can tell you. It doesn't sleep. The restaurants are open late. The pizza's thin. Listen, there's a lot of rats. There's a lot of rats. And there's a lot to do and it's really fun. Listen, okay, I have a few questions. And there's a lot of rats. Where are you from? Chicago. And how old are you? Wow. 37. 37. And so this might, yeah... I'm, but you still like like to party and nightlifey and date around. I mean, I like to fun. go out. I like to experience restaurants. You know, I'm, I like fine dining. I'm not calling you an alcoholic. I'm not a club <laughs> person. I'm just saying you're you like to experience the fun and finer things in life. I'm like, this is probably. I regret. I was just in New York last week, and I will regret until I die that I never spent a period living in New York City. Really. And I, I mean, I'm fine with it because I love California and obviously California is the most superior state to all the other states, every single one of them. But okay. Okay. I definitely would have loved a five year jaunt in New York City. Absolutely. I mean, you'll never regret it. You never mm-hmm. look back and go, God, those years in Manhattan. What was I thinking? Oh, I guess you could. You could get like mugged or thrown off of a bridge or right. fallen with the mafia and uh, have them skin your fur baby. But probably you'll look back and go, that was such an adventure. Even if you end up back in California or in Chicago or wherever you end up, you'll go, that was a really fun time. I went to a ton of Broadway shows. I ate at a bunch of great restaurants. I wined and dined and 69 with some of the greatest Wall Street men I've ever known. It'll be an adventure. And you seem like an adventurous person. And like, and yeah, and but I do think you have to ask yourself in terms of pace, like what is your lifestyle? What are you in the mood for? Do you want to be taking the subway seven no. times a week? No, I don't want to do any you know? of that shit. And and cabs are annoying too. And it's like you just kind of have to like see what you know, what kind of you know, would you rather rather drive to work? I, on, think... I don't know. You just have. But to... my drive is is gorgeous. Like it's okay. I I I now know. I now know what's up. You've already decided. I haven't. Yeah, I and I have to have. sign this offer letter tomorrow. I think, and I really I think don't have. know what to do. I think that you've decided that you don't want to leave. You want to stay in San Francisco and you want the job in Half Moon Bay and you're trying to convince yourself you feel bad that you've decided to do more of the same. Uh, and so you're trying because this is such a cool opportunity to live in Manhattan. You're like, I should want to go. But it's sounding yeah, to me more. like you don't like you don't want to go. I'm and just you really scared want- shitless. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, life is uh, terrifying and you got to take a big leap sometimes. But like I'm getting the vibe from you that you don't want to go to New York and that it sounds kind of dreadful to you. And if it sounds dreadful to you, don't do it. I would do it. My <laughs> advice is I say go do it. But and not if if you're going to like you, you've already decided that all of the lifestyle widgets that New York offers are not the things that you're into. Well, what's the point of that? Wait, what do you mean? You don't want to take the subway. You don't want a small house. You you have a dog that you're afraid of it not having enough space or time. You don't know, you, 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 like all of those, you're going to be working 10 to 12 hours a day. Like all that stuff, to me, those are signals that you're giving us that you would like to maintain your comfortable existence in San Francisco. 
And I mean, it's definitely cushier here than it would be, I'm assuming, there. But let me ask you this. Yeah, the subway's a pain and rats, sure. But does the culture and the nightlife outweigh? Like, will, will it not even matter when I'm there and it's just, like, so magical? What are you asking? New York's fucking awesome, obviously. But the summers are awful. The winters are worse. But the culture is a one, and it's a it's a it's a double thumbs up. Here's what you say: you say, "Listen, at this time, I just like I, I the the opportunity is so exciting to me, but I just want to spend one more year, you know, building my relations at this this hotel I'm at now, and then." go to New York for like five days on a vacation and see what's up. And like, it's just going to make you more desirable to them. Just say no. I got And then, but say you're still interested, just not this year. I got two things to say, Hallie. One is New York is harder when you get older. Yes. That's what I was trying to say too. 37 is a, is like a good time to get the those last like you don't want to yeah, be 40 50, 57 moving to new york you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. so if there's a part of you that's like i want to experience that adventure now is the time although no limits on yourself i'd no. be 57 and move no, to new fair york fair enough i'm just saying like people i see people in new york as they get older go oh i want to get out of here but like oh, like okay. thir- thir- sure, but, but you know because it's it's a lot of work and are but, you a nature person yeah, you know, because if you're a nature person, then New York kind of sucks. Yeah, I mean, it, you're you're out. But but here's what I here since you say that you truly haven't decided, I do have a, one of my famous one of my famous anecdotes. Um, when I was in, I was about four years or something or five years into comedy, and I was doing stand up and it was going nowhere, but I was really passionate about it, and I uh. But I started to think this is a fool's errand. I applied to grad school in New York. um, And I got in um, to go to grad school in New York. And my brother and my best friend were living in Israel. And I was and and they invited me to come uh, go live there and like study in a in like a Jewish school there. And I was like truly split into three pieces. Now, this is going to be a more religious message than you probably want, but forget the religious part and and think about the the message underneath it i could not decide like like my my destiny was at a three-way crossroads if i went to new york i was going to become a social worker and just leave comedy behind and that would have been my life or who knows what would have happened if i if i'd gone to israel i would have had and that was that was a once in a lifetime chance and then i had a once in a lifetime chance to go be in like you know like a spiritual kind of homeland situation with my best friend and my brother for a year and that would have been like nourishing my spiritual life and then i had this like dream of becoming a stand-up that wasn't even giving me what i wanted from it and i truly couldn't decide i was i was trapped and my brother who is a rabbi uh, and was on his way to becoming a rabbi then i was like telling him like what do i do what do i do and he said i think sometimes god's will so we can get rid of that part but let's say like the universe's plan for you or your whatever the right thing destiny is something like that you can't see until you make a decision it's only in hindsight that you look back and go ah that was the right decision and he's like sometimes you just have to choose something and then and then you find out 
what the thing that you were supposed to do was. And sometimes you look back and go, ah, that was not the thing I was supposed to do. Or you look back and go, oh my God, I can't believe I ever thought about doing anything else. That's what happened for me. I committed to stand up. Almost immediately upon committing to stand up, I started getting career opportunities. And now we're, it's, you know, 15 years later, I cannot imagine having done either of those other things. Neither of them appeal to me in any way. And Um, I wouldn't have met Natasha. I wouldn't have my family. I wouldn't have my career. But I'm sure if I had chosen to go to grad school, I would look back and go, I can't believe I was thinking about stand up for a while there. And, you know, it's like sometimes you just got to like take a leap, jump. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if if I don't go to New York, that would be really that would be a really foolish decision since I've spent so much time in my career and not had babies and not get married. And I feel like I did all I, I, I might feel like I did all of that for nothing if I don't make this move. It's about what you want. Yeah. And I think it's about just making a choice, like just leaping and seeing if there's a net. And and weighing like how much do you need to be in a city that's like really hard to get around in and you have to wear tennis shoes. So you're kinda like anti and I'm kinda pro, but no, you know I'm not the, anti, you know I'm funny? just saying it's <laughs> yeah. like hard to get around. You know what's funny though, the three of the three of us, only one of us uh, uh, has lived in Manhattan and it ain't you and it ain't me. <laughs> <laughs> what's the dating life like there? Is it different than San Francisco or anywhere else completely? Um, I think that's a question for another time. Because yeah, you got to get, gu- are... get a guidebook, Haley. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. It's the same. It's just people. There's yeah. People, there's people Someone told laid. me that, that New York was like the biggest hookup city like ever. And I just found that kind of <laughs> odd. You'll find dick in or whatever you're into galore in New Actually, York Actually, no, I'm worried about her. Maybe you should stay in Half Moon Bay. I know. Maybe you should move to Half Moon Bay. It's just like, I don't know anything about New York. What is it like? I don't. I've seen Sex in the City. It's about it. It New York City. It's a really famous place in America. There's I mean, I know lot. what it is, but I don't know what it is. You know. All right, listen. We want you to just make a choice. Yeah, you gotta just decide. Just you decide. guys can't make that choice. Yeah, I, I, I think you should go to New York. I think I'm going to. Yeah, there we go. Got her. I think you have to jump. I think yeah. I have to. Oh, and the net God. the net will appear. You know, there, there's another anecdote. This one's much shorter, okay? This is just a story from AA that there was a, um, a guy fell off a cliff and he grabbed a branch, you know? And he just like prayed to God. He's like, God, help me. And then he hears this booming voice from the heavens. My child, let go of the branch. And he's like, I can't let go of the branch. I can't. He's like, let go of the branch. And so he so he won't do it. And so he holds on all night and finally the sun starts coming up and then finally the sun is up and he looks down and there was a ledge underneath him the whole time. Sometimes you just kind of got to be like, all right, let's see what's out there. And listen, no matter what, you would grow there and it would build character and you might have a fun time. And, you know, I think that just do it. Here's the awesome part, Hallie. Hallie. Oh, oh, and 37 is kind of like technically still like the absolute elderly of the young. (laughs) (laughs) So you have to go now. I love you. (laughs) That was a great quote, Natasha. That's Um, the best. um, Wait, there was one more thing I was going to say, which is, oh, before we let you go, here's the information you're missing maybe because you're in a panic. Yeah. Your job went away. You blanketed the world with resumes and you got two awesome job opportunities. Yeah. So you'll go to New York 
and be like, fuck, I hate it here. And you'll blanket the world with your resume and you'll get two more job opportunities. This is not a dire situation where you're like, if I choose that, then that's my life. It's like, you can move back. Half Moon Bay, people who go to Half Moon Bay are assholes. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Why? (laughs) They're just like rich tourists or something. I don't know. No. Well, maybe at the Someone hotel, told I was me at. it was very, very, very sleepy, and I might not love it. It's I'm super just saying sleepy. New York is everything. Yeah, you have access to everything. So if they're you're polar interested, opposite choices. Yeah, and but also if, there are no assholes in Half Moon in, in New York. <laughs> only in Half Moon Bay. <laughs> and also, kept... I have been living in California for 14 years, so like my city go. edge is gone. Go, I'm just gonna go. Cry. Everyone's gonna move be to New York. To no, they say you have to leave California when you get soft, and then you move to New York, and then when you get too hard, you move back. Okay. So then oh. just keep going back and forth. They'll only be mean to you if you go up to people in the streets and go, "What's what's the dating life here in New York? What where is what is this New York City effort? Just go have an adventure. You clearly like adventure, so just go. We've decided for you. Okay, yeah. bye, Hallie. Okay, move thank to you New York. so much. Thank you. We l- wish you luck out there. Bon I appreciate voyage. it. Appreciate it. Fare thee well. Thank you. Well, Natasha, I think we nailed that episode she to the fucking wall. Really wanted us to decide for her. Right, and then we were like, <laughs> "Go to New York." She's like, "I don't know." And then you were like, "Okay, go to Half Moon Bay." She's like, "I think I'm going to go to New York." You know what? Half Moon Bay. I just feel like you could meet anybody in New York. It's like way more exciting. You could meet Skin Dog in Half Moon Bay. Oh, but she, Do you know who Skin Dog is? No, is that? He's one of the original um, Mavericks surfers at Half Moon Bay. That's about all you can meet in Half Moon Bay is Skin Dog. Listen, Half Moon Bay is a cool place, but it's where I would want to go retire. It's not where I would want to like live it up. And that gal seemed like she liked to live it up. Her and her fur baby. <laughs> all right, Natasha. <laughs> let's go get in the RV and drive uh, into places even sleepier than Half Moon Bay. All right. And I'm looking forward to it. You know why? Why? Because I love you. I love you too.